Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 93, When People Drill Holes in Your Boat. It's February 6th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, and podcaster. I also happen to be a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any way, and my music is by Howie Moskovich. When people drill holes in your boat. Well, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'll make that clear very shortly. I think most of you do know what I'm talking about. And this is a very, very painful, deeply painful type of betrayal, which is very common. Yet, we're not talking about it, or we're not talking about it very often. And I have quite a bit to say about it. And I'm going to give you some ideas if this has happened to you or is happening to you on things that will be helpful. So if you happen to be new to my content, I hope you're going to visit my website at www.lisaandlundy.com to enter my current giveaway. Because I like to spoil my people and giving little things away is one way to do that. The next piece of this is very important, which is my disclaimer. I am not a medical professional. I'm not a therapist. I am nothing in the therapy or medical community whatsoever. And you as a consumer should be getting your medical or therapy advice from a licensed healthcare provider, of which I'm not. So nothing I say is intended to be medical or therapy advice. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you happen to be feeling hopeless or life has got you tanked, or you feel suicidal, or you're thinking about harming yourself, I'm asking you to please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. You don't need to be ashamed or embarrassed. This happens to more people than you would ever imagine because, of course, it is something else that we don't talk about. So there's plenty of help available, and I'm asking you to make that call and get support and get help, because people will help you. Now, if you're not familiar with the phrase, drilling holes in your boat, I did a little quick peek into the research to see what, what was the origin of that phrase. Where did that phrase drilling a hole in your boat, where did that come from? And from what I could tell, it comes from over a thousand years ago, depending on who you read, 1500 years ago or more, from a rabbi, Shimon Bar Yakai. And uh, he is attributed to writing about uh, people being in a boat and someone drilling the hole in the boat with other people in it. So I'm going to talk about that, but I want to mention two other things that he wrote about because I think it's very interesting. He seems like a really, really amazing man, and obviously 
uh, people are still writing about him. But and he also wrote, quote, there are three crowns, the crown of law, the crown of the priesthood, the crown of kingship. But the crown of a good name excels them all, end quote. Well, he's attributed to saying that. And he also is attributed to writing that snobbery, snobbery, or a superior attitude towards others is like idolatry of self. So in life, there are memes about people drilling holes in your boat. There are also phrases about know your circle. And they're all pointing to the same thing. Now, I'm going to really lay out all kinds of behaviors that qualify for people drilling holes in your boat. But I want to make a couple other comments before I do that. Number one, this is extremely common and we're not talking about it. Well, we're not talking about it because it's painful and we don't often talk about painful things. There's so much we don't talk about people I know. And the talking about them, by the way, will make a difference. So the other thing is it's it's often very subtle. Sometimes when people are in your boat and they're drilling holes in your boat, it, it can be very subtle. It's not always like in your face and blatant. And sometimes it can take years or decades before you figure out somebody's number and you realize that they've been drilling holes in your boat. And it is a massive betrayal. It's a terrible, very, very painful situation to realize that someone is drilling a hole in your boat or, you know, sabotaging you. So what are some examples of this behavior? Because this is a this is a big wide berth of things that fall into drilling a hole in your boat. So number one, and I have like 17 things here. I'm not going to enumerate all of them, but to start out with, starting a false rumor about you. So that's knowingly starting a false rumor, which includes distorting the truth or leaving out significant details to make you look bad. Engaging in one-upmanship, hijacking an event, a party, a date, a name, plans, anything, hijacking anything, backstabbing, character assassination, blackballing you, gossiping about you, excluding you on purpose, playing on your insecurities, increasing your fears, your doubts, anxiety, or concerns, giving you bad advice or bad suggestions, telling you untrue things to derail you, by lying or subterfuge, being mean to you, turning other people against you, sabotaging you in a whole variety of ways, misleading you in different ways, pretending to like you or pretending to be on your team, and uh, stealing or taking your stuff, cheating. Okay, so you get the idea. This is a huge birth here. It's like... It's from, you know, subtly leaving out elements of true things to make you look bad to other people, to stealing, to, you know, viciously starting a false room. It's like the whole, there's a whole wide uh, spectrum. So who does that? 
So I'm going to talk to you about who does that before I get into what are you going to do about it. Um, well, first of all, all kinds of people do that. Like you really might be surprised. And the reason you might be surprised is because this is not the thing that many people talk about. If they've been backstabbed or gossiped about or someone stole their stuff or someone was really vicious. I mean, it's just typically not the kind of thing that people will cop to. Jealous people do it, envious people do it, people who resent you. Now, <clears throat> in the area of resentment, some people are going to resent you because you're happy or because of your personality or because of your success or because of what you have or even because so many people love you. Like there's all kinds of reasons why people might resent you. Insecure people, psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, mentally unwell, it happens with friends, it happens with family, it happens with neighbors, it happens with coworkers, it happens in organizations and associations. People who have anger issues are prone to it. People who have their own self-serving agenda. People have, who have low emotional abilities. For some people, it's the only way they can feel good about themselves is by putting someone else down. Some people feel entitled, and their entitlement, they feel entitled to whatever you have, your position, your job, your money, or whatever. In other words, all kinds of people do this in all kinds of roles and walks of life. Now, sadly, sadly, people often get away with it because in society, we don't often call people on their bad behavior. We, we really aren't too good at that because we mostly lack some kind of assertiveness. And so it's more often that people don't call people on it. So that's who does that. Now, why? Well, here's the thing. People who do that kind of bad behavior, who drill holes in your boat, they are mostly, number one, lacking in self-awareness. Because if they were aware of the impact of what they were doing, they would recognize that it makes them look terrible. It makes them look like the worst pathetic loser in the world. Like nobody thinks highly of people who engage in that behavior. Nobody. So the people who engage in the behaviors I've talked about, drilling a hole in your boat, they, they are just throwing themselves under the bus. They literally just have flung themselves fully in the path of the bus because they engaged in that behavior and people, people always figure things out or get to the truth and it makes them look bad. Like they couldn't make themselves look any, any worse actually. So number one, it's people who lack self-awareness. Now, another thing that some people lack that allows them to engage in this terrible, awful behavior is they lack self-control. So they're not fully in control of their emotions and their behaviors. And so they get upset about something or jealous or, you know, envious. And then they take an action without thinking it through because they're reactive. And so they don't have self-control. Now, People who are greedy or selfish or entitled, this is this is something that they would do. And, you know, another 
thing that allows people to engage in these horrible behaviors is irrational thinking. So we have a good segment. I haven't been able to find a percentage in my research so far, but we have a decent amount of people in the world and in society that are irrational. And irrational thinking comes in many different flavors or forms. One form is a cognitive distortion. I have a podcast about cognitive distortions, and I I listed a lot of them, but I've seen lists of up to 50. So there's like many, many versions of a cognitive distortion. So what a cognitive distortion or irrational thinking is, you have a flawed way of thinking. Your thinking is, is faulty and incorrect. So if you had a flawed perspective on life, that's looking at life through a carnival funhouse mirror. That's my analogy. If you don't like it, oh well, <laughs> I haven't been able to think of a better one. Although, I, I'll tell you, I was pretty pleased with myself with that analogy because I think it's a great analogy. But they wouldn't, if someone had a cognitive distortion or some form of irrational thinking, they wouldn't necessarily, they usually don't know it. And so they're looking at life through this carnival funhouse mirror where everything is distorted and they don't know it's distorted because they don't know they're irrational. So those those are the top reasons why, I mean, other than narcissists and psychopaths, etc., why people engage in that kind of behavior. And, and it's just horrible. So I'm going to give you a couple examples as if it's not clear enough. I think it's clear enough, but I, I think it's some examples because hopefully, hopefully some of you, hopefully have had this amazing life and nobody's ever done that to you. Nobody's ever drilled a hole in your boat. That would really make me happy because I, I would love a society where nobody's doing that stuff. I, I love a society. That's what I'm up to is helping people grow and develop. So love is the predominant emotion, love and affection and all the good stuff. So uh, one, one example. Uh, so I was... And of course, I've deleted any, you know, identifying details because I, I do believe in having compassion and love for people. And I especially have compassion for people who throw themselves in front of the bus. Like, yeah, they need a little compassion. Uh, so I was in a public setting years ago, a very public setting. There were probably about 40 or more people uh, present in the room. And someone across the room started making, made a very loud, derogatory, nasty comment to me. Now, the other people in the room didn't know my name and didn't know the comment was directed at me. I made no acknowledgement that I heard this person. I didn't look up. I didn't look over. I just was doing what I was doing. And then, you know, like a minute later or so, the same person yells a derogatory comment at me again, only this time louder. I said nothing, did nothing, didn't acknowledge it, and just went about my stuff. I mean, I heard it. Gosh, I'd love to tell you it, but that would really tell you what happened. And so then, then eventually there was a third time that this person, now they're being very, very loud, very aggressive, very nasty, directed at me using my name. And uh, after the third derogatory nasty comment, I thought, well, apparently, apparently they're not going to let up. 
So I looked over in their direction and I said, I heard you the first time. That's all I said. But I did look, I did look around at that point. Everybody who were, they were horrified. They were just horrified. Like who does that in a group public setting? I mean, we were in public and, uh, you know, I, I eventually left the area because I thought, well, that, that comment I made, I heard you the first time, might not be enough. So I think maybe it's best for me to leave. So I did. So that's an example. Now, you know, is that horrible? Yes, it's horrible. But did I do anything? No, I didn't do anything to provoke it. It just was what it was. Another example. So sometimes people will feel slighted over nothing. And sometimes when someone feels slighted over nothing, I mean, of course, in their mind, it's something. This is why rational thinking is so critical, people. And this person who felt slighted over something set out to do engage in what's called character assassination and to malign the person's reputation. Actually, it was poor. It was several people they went after to, to try to ruin their reputations. Now, was that person actually slighted or did anybody do anything to them that was deserving of that? No, 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 not at all. And so eventually people started coming up to me. Okay. It was me <laughs> and saying, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that that person is doing blah, 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 blah. Like, Oh, it's horrible and blah, blah. And I was like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm, okay. Thanks. You know, but they wouldn't go to the person who was engaging in the bad behavior and tell them. So eventually though, it did come back and that person was realized that they threw, they literally flung themselves under the bus. And yes, they're ashamed and embarrassed and who knows what will ever happen to them because, you know, it was horrible, bad behavior over nothing, not literally nothing. They felt slighted or they felt entitled or who knows. But anyway, so another example, if you don't have a drill, but this is something that happens actually often and and it's it's done under a pretense. So sometimes someone will uh, kind of pretend or have the guise that they're concerned about you. Well, we'll use that example we'll use this tense. So instead of calling you to say, Oh, Hey, I'm concerned about you. And here's why I'm concerned about you. They call other people about you to really kind of try to make you look bad. Now, if they were really concerned about you, they would call you and say, I'm concerned about you. And here's why. But instead they call other people. It's basically, it's a form of character assassination done under the pretense of being concerned. And that actually happens. It's, it's pretty common. So I think you get, um, oh, and so I do also mention what is not an example. So someone got fired from their job and then they lied to everybody in their life and didn't admit that they were fired. Then eventually this person's, one of their former co-workers was talking to people and they said, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And the, the former co-worker said, no, they were fired. Now, 
that's not throwing someone under the bus or drilling a hole in their boat because that's the truth. And sometimes when people have irrational thinking or cognitive distortion, they think the truth is drilling a hole in their boat. The truth is not drilling a hole in your boat. So if you're feeling like people are drilling a hole in your boat, when in actuality they're telling the truth, there's something amiss there. Because the truth is the truth, and it's not drilling a hole in your boat. Now, if you are rational, and there are plenty of people who are rational, they live a false narrative. They have a false narrative about their life. So they can't be with the truth and deal with the truth. And so they've kind of like, they're living in a fantasy. So I just want to make it clear that if you're telling the truth, and I mean like the honest to God's truth, completely factual, not like your version of it, because if you're irrational thinking, you don't have proper thinking, then it's not drilling a hole in your boat. Now, if this has happened to you, it's deeply, deeply painful. It's extremely painful, shocking. It can be very shocking depending on what happened. I mean, like having someone yell across a room full of people some nasty stuff. Yeah, that's shocking. I mean, it was really shocking. It was just, it just should have been there. Um, so, but it's painful. So my first recommendation, if someone has been drilling holes in your boat, is you start to deal with yourself and your own emotions. We, generally speaking, in society are not very good at identifying, managing, and processing our emotions. That's not a superpower of society. At the same time, if you don't manage and process your emotions about whoever did whatever to drill a hole in your boat, those emotions are going to lay in wait in your subconscious, unconscious mind for a future date where they will either pop up or explode. I mean, that's according to the research. That's what the research says, what happens with emotions that we don't manage and process. And it's a multi-step or multi-layer process to deal with your emotions, which is why I have a whole podcast going through the steps I use. So in this podcast, I'm just going to kind of touch on the different layers that would be, in my opinion, involved in sorting out uh, someone drilling holes in your boat. So, you know, you're going to feel shock. You might feel surprised, bewildered, really hurt, deeply wounded, um, sad. You know, there's a whole loss. There's a whole bunch of things, emotions and feelings that would come up if you discovered that someone was drilling a hole in your boat. So I'm going to give you a couple layers, but this is not the whole package because you want to have the skill set to manage and process your emotions about any given thing, which is why I have a whole podcast on it. So number one is context and relativity. So what is the context of the situation? And when I say context, I mean the circumstances or setting for an event or a statement or an idea or, or whatever happened. Like what are the circumstances in which it can be fully understood? And relativity meaning, is there anything relative in, in, in terms of, you know, one thing to another? Because sometimes things 
you know, are relative. So like I raised my kids the best I could, but I was dealing with three concurrent traumas, which is, re is a relative to the circumstances. So, well, was the situation intentional? Well, probably. I mean, I think that's a fair statement. It's not likely that it was accidental. Was it malicious? Was it premeditated? Was anger involved? You know, what are the circumstances, the context, and do you have all the facts? Sometimes when people engage in drilling holes in your boat, you won't have all the facts. So you might have to go on a little fact-finding mission. And the next layer is reputation and relationship. What, you know, what is this person's reputation? And what is your relationship to them? I mean, you may have a relationship with them, or it may be kind of like one of those more superficial, superficial things, and they're just going after you because they're jealous or whatever. So you want to be able to look at, you know, the reputation of whoever's involved and your relationship with them and kind of explore those aspects. Another layer, which I just mentioned, is about getting all the facts. I mean, sometimes when something happens, people have a thrown way of just kind of reacting. And I'm a fan of, like, getting coaching. I will call my friends for coaching if something really horrible happens and say, does this make sense to you? What am I missing? And, you know, have a little dialogue about it. So do you have all the facts? Well, you may or may not. And if you don't have all the facts, um then you might have to ask, like, that situation where someone was saying really nasty things to me. I was like, hmm. And so much later, I did check in with someone to say, you know, something about that. And, you know, there was nothing factual, truthful in any capacity to the derogatory statements and comments. But, you know, it's, it's helpful sometimes to just make sure you have all the chat, the, the facts. So assuming you go through all the different steps to manage and pro identify, first you have to identify how you're feeling, and that's going to be a mixed bag for sure, I would say. I mean, usually, you know, emotions come together, and you could feel three or five or eight different emotions about one incident or one situation. Um, and then you're going to manage and process your emotions. And then ultimately at some point, hopefully not right away, hopefully you're going to sit with it and give it some time. I mean, I'm a slow processor when it comes to my emotions. I'm very slow, which is okay. I'm okay with the fact that I'm very slow because I actually don't know anybody who's that good at it or fast. So, um, but then the next layer is at some point you're going to have to make a decision. Now, sometimes you're just going to sit back and wait and see. And I've talked about other examples of people drilling holes in my boat without calling it that, without calling it that, or that by that name in previous podcasts. And so sometimes you're going to want to kind of watch. You're going to watch and see what happens and see how the person behaves. And sometimes it's going to be crystal clear. They're out. You're done. So at some point you want to, you know, make an assessment and make a decision. I just recommend that you factor in love and the relationship because sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes people will have a moment where their deepest insecurity was surfaced 
and they took it out on you. And so it looks like they drilled a hole in your boat because they said something mean or nasty or hurtful. And, and then, of course, they regret it, but they didn't maliciously do it. It was like a reaction to their own insecurity, their own feelings that they're not that great. So you, you want to factor, I'm a big fan of love. You want to factor love into everything. Because these situations where someone is drilling a hole in your boat, particularly intentionally, they have the capacity, that situation has the capacity to shrink your heart. And you don't want anything to shrink your heart. You want your heart to grow like the Grinch, which happens to be a podcast I did recently. So you want to look at, you know, love and your relationship and all of the factors and manage and process all of your emotions. And in the process, at some point, you'll come to a decision. But I hope that you're, regardless of what decision you make, I hope that you're going to have some level of forgiveness because that's good for your heart. Holding a grudge is going to cause your heart to shrink. It's going to leave your heart a little more brittle, and it's really a poison that you take for yourself. For, forgiving someone for their bad behavior doesn't say doesn't mean that you approve of their behavior, doesn't mean you accept it, doesn't mean you liked it. It just means you can forgive them and move on, and forgiveness is for you. So I hope that you're going to have some forgiveness, because of all things that's important in this podcast, when someone drills a hole in your boat, you don't want to allow that to leave you deeply scarred, deeply wounded, deeply damaged, and have your heart shrink. No, that's not what you want. So what you want is the next piece, which is emotional intelligence. Well, there's a lot of pieces, but when you have emotional intelligence, first of all, it is amazing. It feels great. It is just, there's a lot of components to emotional intelligence. It's not like, well, I can name all my feelings, so I'm emotionally intelligent. No, there's five different components, building blocks, if you will, that together combine for emotional intelligence. And being able to identify how you feel is one tiny part of it, because then you also have other pieces. But you want to grow your emotional abilities, which is going to help you in every area of life. And emotions, when you've grown them, will be a superpower, I promise you. And it will take time. It just doesn't happen overnight. But it's the lack of emotional abilities that leaves people doing bad things. And it also leaves people deeply hurt and wounded. And you want to be able to grow your heart, not have life shrinking as you go on. Now, another thing that's going to be very helpful if you have people drilling holes in your boat is a basic understanding of psychology. I don't mean go get your PhD in psychology. No, I don't mean that. And I don't mean you have to go read a whole book on psychology. No, I don't mean that much either. I'm talking about a basic knowledge of simple psychology terms, of which, by the way, I have a podcast on highlighting some of the top ones. And it's wildly helpful because when you're assessing the situation of someone drilling a hole in your boat, like, for example, I had actually two people 
say really, really harsh, critical things to me, who were in my boat, by the way. And uh, it was shocking, and it was it was hurtful. And but then I did a like a, an emotional debrief, process my emotions, and I and I came to realize, well, that's not who they are. They're not malicious. They're not bad people. But they reacted to something good that had happened to me in a poor way. So whether it was a moment of jealousy or whether it was probably a tinge of low self-esteem that got provoked, who knows? But it's important that you understand how people work, how people are wired. It's so helpful. I mean, that was so helpful because then I could say, oh, they got triggered by my good news or that, you know, this happened and that happened. And, and, you know, we're still friends. And of course they were a little mortified and embarrassed by their own behavior. But, you know, it's really helpful to know just a teeny little bit about psychology. The other thing that is very, very helpful when you have people who are drilling a hole in your boat or holes is to be able to have assertiveness skills and communication skills. I have pot, a podcast on assertiveness. I have a podcast on tips for difficult conversations. And yes, I am assertive. Thank goodness my mother, God rest her soul, made me read Your Perfect Right. That's the title of the book, Your Perfect Right. When I was in high school, it's like wildly amazing. It is very powerful to be able to not in a hurtful, mean, or passive-aggressive or aggressive way communicate with people. It's amazing. I mean, I've had conversations with people I'm coaching where I'll say, well, I had this situation. This is how I handled it. And they'll be like, oh my gosh, did you actually say that to somebody? I'm like, yes, I said that to somebody because it's appropriate. Because I say things that are appropriate to people. I'm not mean. I'm not vicious. But listen, like if you're going to brace your four-year-old's arm because they're sucking their thumb and you tell me about it, I'm probably going to say to you, oh, hmm, well, that might be a little harsh in my opinion because a four-year-old sucking their thumb is they're sucking their thumb because they're self-soothing. So instead of bracing their arm, how about we come up with a little list of other things you can teach your child to do instead of sucking their thumb, which just seems like loving and kind. So yes, I have those conversations with people in a loving and thoughtful and generous and kind way. So assertiveness and communication skills are going to be very, very powerful if you have people who have been drilling holes in your boat. And it's going to be helpful, you know, in a good way. It's just assertiveness and communication skills are super power. They're just like wonderful. Another thing that's really going to help you if you have someone who's been drilling holes in your boat is to not take it personally. That's going to be hard for some people. I understand that it's hard for some people, but I have a lot of pra- I have a lot of practice in not taking it personally, people. I really do have a lot of practice. And I'm a diehard fan of it because of course it feels better. And the reality is, if you 
took yourself out of, so say you're in a boat, someone's drilling holes in the boat, and you took yourself out and put somebody else in, that person who's drilling the holes would probably do it to them too. So oftentimes it seems personal, but they do it to somebody who is like you eat, you know, just as well. So I'm a fan of not taking personally. Now, I have a whole bunch of other suggestions to help you because this this is such a painful, painful betrayal. And um, so I have just a number of other suggestions. Number one, you want to make sure you get to the truth. Now, when you find out something that's very painful, deep betrayal, um, you might know right away that it's not true, but it doesn't hurt to kind of do a little fact-finding, do a little digging, and see is there a kernel of truth to that? Is there any piece that's true? And while you're doing that, which hopefully you're going to not do by yourself, hopefully you have people on your team that are going to help you get through life. If you don't have a team, I'm here to tell you, you want a team. Now, you could be single like I am and still have a team of people who love you, who are there to support you, who you can call for coaching or whatnot. But you've got to make sure that if someone's been drilling a hole in your boat, that you are being rational about it, that your view is rational, and that you've got rational thinking in play. Because irrational thinking, you know, you're just flinging yourself under the bus. Number two, you know, you really, it really doesn't hurt you to have a confidant or someone you trust who can provide coaching. Listen, when my kids were little, I mean young, I used to say, oh, I need coaching at who, you know, anybody want to coach me? <laughs> and, and they would, and they were actually really great. I'm sorry, I don't have any of those recorded, but I wouldn't be able to use them anyway, because I, you know, I, I believe in giving people a, a pass. And so, but, but yeah, my kids coached me. It was amazing. But, you know, you want to have some people on your team to help you sort it out because this is a very, very hard situation. Ask for advice and suggestions. And you want to be open in life, hopefully, to not trying to be perfect. I mean, if you're trying to be perfect, oh, that's really hard. Like, I can't imagine. I just, I haven't tried to be perfect, I don't think, ever. Um... I learned what perfectionism was in the fifth grade, and I thought, who would want that? I don't know. Not me. Anyway, ask for advice and suggestions. The next piece is to give it proper language. Like, whatever happened, it's powerful to use proper language with situations. It really changes things when you can name it. Give it the right name. I mean, if it's backstabbing, it's backstabbing. If it's character assassination, it's character assassination. If it's blackballing, if it's got whatever it is, give it the proper name. The next suggestion I've already mentioned, which is to try not to react right away. And I understand a lot of people are very reactive and they just, and sometimes that just happens. Like I, I mentioned where, you know, two people who were in my boat reacted poorly to some good news, which was a shock. Um, 
but that's not who they were. That's not like how they are at all. They just had a deep nerve, an insecurity or, you know, a low self-esteem piece that got triggered. So thankfully, I didn't react right away and write them off or call them up and give them a piece of my mind. I was just like, oh, okay. So if you can take some time, step back and, you know, kind of give it a little space and do your homework and kind of get yourself sorted out, that's going to be more powerful than just reacting. I've already mentioned to process your emotions. That's just emotions are a superpower, but they can never be a superpower if you don't know how to use them. And that's what we mostly, we're not teaching people that. Now, I already mentioned that you may have to make a decision, and sometimes you have to cut people off. I'm not a fan of that, but I have I've had to do it, unfortunately, more than a couple times in my life. And so, you know, but you want to give it the proper due diligence where you've really looked at everything and you've considered all the layers and you've managed and processed your emotions so that your decision is well thought out and your decision is rational and it's a good decision. No matter what you do, when you have someone drilling holes in your boat, I strongly suggest that you take the high road. Now, I did do a podcast about taking the high road and it is something that we don't talk about. But it is a, I'm a big fan of taking the high road because you will never regret that. Now, if you go off and you do something that's vengeful or spiteful or in any way mean, you're just stooping to their level and that's not going to feel good to you, like the you who you are. And it's just, it's a, not a good idea. So take the high road. Um, because having holes drilled in your boat is so painful, I, I really hope you're going to be in action so that you can heal and protect your heart. Because this thing of having someone in your boat drill holes in it can be hugely damaging. Like, like it can leave people, it can render people like incapacitated incapacitated for love relationships, incapacitated for professional growth in their career. Like this activity of having holes drilled in your boat can be devastating. So you want to grow your heart like the Grinch and you want to make sure that you're not left damaged or incapacitated as a result. So that podcast will help you. It's, it's extremely likely that having this experience will have your insecurities surface. That's a natural evolution or natural, natural byproduct of having that kind of bad behavior. And I do have a podcast about that, but you know, you want to understand it's okay to have insecurities and it's okay to have a situation that brings up your insecurities, like, and have it all be okay, but you want to deal with it properly. Next, I suggest that you boost your self-care. If someone's been drilling a hole or holes in your boat, that's like 
Ugh. So boosting your self-care, the ways you take care of yourself will help you feel better. I also recommend that you counterbalance the negative. This is like an extremely negative situation or event. So counterbalance the negative aspect, the negative situation of someone drilling a hole in your boat with love, with happiness, with good things, because you actually can counterbalance negativity in your life. And I, I don't even know if I have a podcast on that, but if I don't, I should. Um, I already mentioned assertiveness skills. And another thing that's going to help you is to be up to something in life. Now, this is something that I'm a, I'm a fan of, and I do. Like, I'm always up to something. I enjoy being up to something. I love being up to something. Um, it's just kind of something that I love. However, from the research, you'll be happy to know that when people set goals, even small goals could be like the smallest goal in the world. When people set goals and then start to work, towards them. It brings, helps them be happier. It helps them in all kinds of ways. It's very interesting, the research they've done on that. So being up to something can be wildly helpful if you've had this experience of someone drilling a hole in your boat. Because when you're up to something, it kind of puts everything else in, in, in a, in context. Like, I'm up to big things. You don't have to be up to big things. You could be up to cleaning up your house. You could be up to, you know, getting in a little bit better shape or eating a little bit more healthy or meeting a guy or meeting a girl or, you know, moving. You could be up to anything. But when you're up to things, that causes life to shift in a good in a good way. I mean, of course, you're going to be up to good things. So that's going to be helpful to you, and it will take your focus off of the negative, bad, hurtful thing, the betrayal, onto what's going to forward your life, what's going to make your life amazing. So you want to be up to something. doesn't in any way have to be gigantic. It could just be figuring out where you're going to go after college. It could just be figuring out, well, what could I do that would make me happy? Like it could just be figuring out what makes you happy in life. That would be being up to something and that would be very helpful. So I think you get the idea. This is extremely common. Oh, I wish it wasn't, but it is very common. So here's your takeaways. Number one, it's so common. It's so common. I just, I just roll my eyes and shake my head. Yet we're not talking about it. So when it happens to people, they kind of retreat because who's talking about this? Well, I'm talking about it, but, you know, it's not talked about very often. Number two, it's time to recognize if you had or have someone drilling a hole in your boat, you want to be in action to protect your heart pronto. Pronto, pronto, pronto. Because you don't want to give away your power to some other person and allow yourself to be wounded or deeply damaged or have your heart shrink because of their bad behavior. No, don't give away your power like that. So you've got to be in action to protect your heart. 
And if you don't have a team, it's time to pull together a team because teams make me things wonderful. And, you know, of course, I've talked about reward systems. I just did a podcast about reward yourself. You want to make life amazing and you want to make life fun and you want to grow like crazy because that will get you there. And don't let people who've drilled a hole in your boat win. No, you're going to win in this one. So my call to action is that you share this podcast to help other people because this has happened to everybody. Who has this not happened to? I don't know. If it hasn't happened to you, I say, God bless you. I'm so happy. I I wish it wouldn't happen to other people. So share this podcast because that would be one great way to make a difference and get in action. Take care. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast, episode number 93, When People Drill Holes in Your Boat. I hope this podcast has given you some things to think about, some actions to take, because you don't, this is a very common situation, you don't want to be wounded or have your heart shrink. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because, of course, you wouldn't want to miss one. And visit my website to enter my current giveaway. That's all. Hang in there. Take care. Love you. Bye.